0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co host, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. How are you?
1: Hello, sir. How are you?
0: I'm okay. I, um, yeah, let me just tell you, let me just give you the the 411. I, yeah, I flew, I was supposed to fly a couple days ago, and I did fly a couple days ago from LA to Vegas, but that morning while eating breakfast, um, my crown broke off. My oh. crown of my front tooth—the same tooth that I shattered many, many years ago skiing up in Mammoth Lakes. Mm-hmm. Of which, um, Mitch Schmelkinson, your attorney, oh yeah, sent yes, you photos. Told yes, yes. yes, yes. So Mitch is my college fraternity brother. He is your one of your uh, entertainment attorneys right he he's, is my at- entertainment attorney yeah. okay he's your attain- yeah. entertainment attorney he decided to send you some some video and some yes, pictures of- some
1: some photos of you in college on oh your ski trip god yes yeah, he so did. that's the ski trip where
0: it broke many 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 moons ago Oh wow. um but they put a you know so it's 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 been fixed but when i was eating it came off so i was basically toothless when I oh, flew, no. yeah, and I had an emergency. The That's only person happened I can to me see- me before. Oh, it's the worst. Um, I had an emergency appointment this morning with a local dentist that I've never met before because my dentist is in L- in LA and uh, I had to find somebody out here in Vegas. And I've always said, I don't want to go to a doctor or a dentist in Vegas. I'll keep them in LA and I'll just keep going back to LA. But now that I'm here in Vegas, I, need to, I needed to find somebody here. But it's funny because I kept wanting to say that I'm, I'm toothless in- like sleepless in Seattle, I wanted to have a tea Vegas. name, toothless in Tampa. If I lived in a tea com- tea place, that would have worked better, right? Uh, Topeka, yes. Tampa, but in Vegas. There's no. T, no tooth word, a cinnamon, a synonym, a cinnamon, a, a synonym, syn- <laughs> a cinnamon. cinnamon is good too, but a mm. synonym, a synonym for the word tooth that begins with V. I don't think there is one. Don't have one. No, I don't have one. So it looks good though. It's back on. It looks very good. Yeah, but it's temporary because they, basically yeah, it fractured, they it broke. A- they have to do a whole new one.
1: And that's I- what I did. I, I lost a, a crown in the back up in Vancouver. I was away from home. Same thing. Yeah. I had to go to a dentist there. I found a great dentist. So It's going to work out. I believe it's going to work out for you. Okay, good. It's going to to be good.
0: (laughs) Good to know. Uh, What are we watching this week? Well, we're watching Favorite Son. Oh, yes. What did you call this? You said you looked it up and they called this the Trilogy of...
1: The Trilogy of what? Trilogy of Terror. Hmm. This is the last of three episodes (laughs) that some fans refer to as the Trilogy of Terror, three horrible episodes (laughs) of Star Trek Voyager. Uh, the first was Darkling first. Yeah, Darkling, then
0: Rise, then Favorite
1: Sun. Then Favorite Sun. That's the trilogy of terror <laughs> to some fans. But even the trilogy of terror does not compete with the all-time worst episode Threshold, which I, I hold the crown for that. So uh,
0: uh, <laughs> well, sorry. no, not I mean okay. Well, I'm just gonna say this. <laughs> I'm gonna say that that term, the trilogy of terror, just sounds like a ride. Uh, like a horror, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. ride at some amusement park or something. Yeah. Um and I had never We're about heard to of that. finish the
1: ride. This yeah. is the <laughs> last part of part 3 of our our ride of terror.
0: All right. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh <laughs> All right guys, Robbie and I are going to finish up the final episode in the Trilogy of Terror and for those of you who are our Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your segment What Do We Remember? Hey, Robbie and I are
1: back from watching Favorite
0: Son. Yes,
1: we are. I feel—I don't know. I feel a little <laughs> uncomfortable. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I feel a little uncomfortable.
0: Okay, we'll get
1: into it. So, yes, we will. Uh,
0: yeah, there's a lot to talk about on this one. So, definitely. there's a lot to talk about.
1: Written by bit. Lisa Clink. Yes. Directed by Marvin Rush.
0: His second episode. After, and, and both um, of
1: them were, were big episodes for you.
0: Yeah, if you think about that. Yeah. The thaw was the other one, and then this one. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Harry-centric episodes.
1: Yeah. There you go. Let's see. We had a bunch of guest stars, uh, mm-hmm. Carrie Shane. Yes. As Eliane.
0: yeah. Eliane. And the, did you notice how you just, there's really, yes. the only person who's introduced name-wise in the entire episode is Malia. Malaya, Malia, the blonde, which is played by Kristana Loken. Everyone else, the, the leader, the elder, the Theresian elder, she doesn't say her name. Her name is no, Lyr- Lyris, right?
1: Lyris, um, Deborah May played right. Lyris.
0: Carrie Shane, the main brunette, she plays Elian, and she never says her name or Elian, no. however you pronounce it. And then um, the uh, African-American actress, that's played by, Rin- um, that character's name is Rinna, played by Kelly Kirkland. And we don't hear her name either. We don't know no. anyone's names except for, uh, Malia, that one time, and then um, Taman, the other uh,
1: male that's on that Let's planet. talk about to Taman to? for a minute. So Patrick sure. Fabian, Patrick Fabian, who played Taman, mm-hmm. is a friend of mine. He actually... <laughs> We became friends because, and I forgot he was in this episode, but I remember mm. he was on our show back in the '90s. I did a Broadway show called Six Degrees of Separation, mm. and I was in the original cast of the Broadway production of Six Degrees of Separation. Yeah, and then I left that show, and and I went out to L.A. I did that that play for almost a year or eight eight or ten months. I can't remember. Anthony oh. Rapp was in the in the cast, so oh, wow. I knew Anthony when he was a I'm trying to remember how old Anthony was. 18, maybe 17, 18. Very young,
0: a very young, very young Anthony young. Rapp.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Six Degrees of Separation. Anthony Rapp was in it. Soccer Channing played the lead role. It was a big role for me and a big job. Anyway, great play. Uh,
0: great play. Great well.
1: play. Mm-hmm. And I came out to LA and the first national tour was coming out mm. um, and it was starting in LA. So I went to see it at the Henry Fonda Theater and <laughs> Patrick Fabian played my role in. The first national tour of, of uh six degrees of separation. You know, so funny? it was funny when he and I had a moment, we had a couple of lines together yeah, in a 50-50 there. Yeah, and I was I paused it for a minute. I was like, Oh my god, he played the same role that I did in okay. the broad, you know.
0: All right, don't don't get mad at me, but in that 50-50 shot, I, I was watching that and I thought, oh my god, Patrick Fabian could have been Tom Paris, is what I thought at that That's moment so that exact well, moment. Was, Height wise, you guys are about the same height, you know, you have the same blue eyes, you know, Um, but, but very similar in stature and and look and you know Mm. what I'm saying? So there you go. He
1: he has, Patrick has remained an actor. Unlike me, I became a director and a producer. So I, I, I don't keep my looks up quite the same way as some actors do. Although I'm very happy with my, my looks, but Patrick Fabian has stayed in, like he's, he's evolved into a very handsome and chiseled older leading man. You know, he's gray-haired now. Yeah, he's,
0: yes, he is gray-haired. Yeah. Many, many years after Voyager was ended, mm-hmm. and this is probably like about maybe eight or nine years ago, I was playing golf in Los Angeles and mm-hmm. I was a single. Typically when you go to a golf course and you're single, they'll throw you with maybe um, a party of three that is not, you know, they're missing okay. one person. Four people was the max for uh, a round of golf. So I'm playing and, and literally we get to, probably like the 17th hole so we're almost done with the round and, and and it's these three guys they're very nice you know they're friends and they're kind of chatting and they're nice to me and we talk on the 17th hole this guy turns to me and says oh my god were you in star trek voyager and i said oh my god Taman is what i said because i, did, oh, I didn't even remember his name at the time i, I forgot that it was Patrick right so oh, but I knew his character name many even right. though it was many years later and so he didn't recognize me off the bat because my hair was long in a ponytail I didn't recognize him because he's a silver fox now it's all his hair yes, is all gray all, he doesn't have all gray, yeah, all gray super So handsome guy yeah, he's, all, he's like still I a good looking guy yeah looking guy he's,
1: yeah. guy. he's mm-hmm. chiseled he's Yeah. Yeah. Patrick Fabian. He's uh,
0: still acting. He plays, uh, on better call Saul, he plays like the owner of a rival, uh, law firm on that. Mm -hmm. So I saw him on that one, but you know, the minute I, the minute I reconnected with him, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I kept seeing him on TV going, there he is again. And there he is again. So he works
1: all the time. Yeah. He's working quite a bit. He's very talented and Mm hardworking and, uh, Yeah, great to see Patrick in this episode. Yeah. Another thing that came up for me, because as you said, they did not mention uh, character names. And I kept going, there's so many actresses with characters that I don't know who is who. So I want to know their names so I can try and track that. Mm -hmm. So I went to uh, Memory Alpha, which Mm -hmm. is a great resource for all details of Star Trek. Correct. To try to look at cast names. Mm. And as I was going down, I'm like, oh, there's some other people in there that I was surprised to see. Like mm-hmm. Sue was listed as a cast. What? Yes, yeah, Sue? Sue was listed as a cast. Carrie, our, uh, one of our regular background and yes. standard. Do you remember Carrie? He yes. was listed as a security mm-hmm. officer. Steve Carnahan, who was another regular background, was listed. Mm. But the one that came up was Debbie David playing Lieutenant Russell. And I was like, <laughs> Debbie David playing lieutenant russell who is that so i clicked it and i look at the picture
2: yeah
1: and it is carl david burks who was my stand-in for a little while Uh. was also a regular and he transitioned yes or he um you know this was uh, i don't know the terms back then but he he became debbie david Mm -hmm. um and I, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I've thought for years, what was that stand? Who was the stand? What was his name? Right. He was from Kentucky. I remember Yeah, he shared a lot of things about himself. I think anyway, we've
0: talked about him, though, on Delta Flyers. Well, we have his talked name about
1: is him. Carl David Birx Is yeah. was, was his Was name. his name. Was her now
0: name. Yeah, was her name, excuse me. I apologize. Get those pronouns her, correct.
1: Yes, let's get the pronouns correct. Okay. Her, her name was... Carl David Mm Burks. Her name is Debbie David. Debbie David. And it was a random thing that I Mm -hmm. saw all of these background and stand-ins, including Carl or uh, Debbie David, who uh, had stood in for Tom Paris for a while.
0: Right. They're listed, but I didn't see Carl slash Debbie in this episode. I didn't see Sue in this episode. I did see Carrie, because Carrie was sitting at your station and you weren't there. So that's... Carrie was sitting at my station at one
1: point. I think Carrie... Mm. Took you off the bridge in in that earlier scene. No, um, that wasn't him. That was someone When else. you were in sick bay, it was a different security officer. That was Steve, Steve Carnahan, who was also another regular.
0: I thought Steve was the guy that took me off the bridge and was waiting at sick bay. Oh, I, I, didn't, it was, yeah, I, it, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see Carrie. One. No, maybe Car- it's Maybe I'm Steve. mixing
1: it up because of because of the con. Yeah, Carrie no. was definitely at the con. Yeah, he was at anyway, the con. Anyway, um, it was just fun because I had it forced me to go and look at all the actors' names. Yeah, and stumbled upon. <clears throat> You know, just all these people that were a what? part of our crew, you know, yeah. our background, our regular background of stand-ins. And uh, getting Debbie David's uh, old name, Carl, finally. I've forgotten that for years. Right. and, and I was since happy to put that, do that detective work. And, and you did.
0: You, fig- you figured it out. Now you know. And since we're talking about all the guest stars, let's talk about the first appearance of Harry's mom, played by Yes Irene Tzu. Yeah. She, oh gosh, she's been around Hollywood since the 60s, okay? She wow. made her debut in Flower Drum Song in 1961. Wow. She was a spokeswoman for Chevron for a huge commercial campaign. Wow. And while she was shooting video, uh, uh, one of the commercials for Chevron in Miami, that's where Frank Sinatra met her. And dated her for two years oh my God. So, Oh, it's insane I'm just looking up all this stuff that she's done and I was like wow I, I had no clue that she had done all of these things and it, it was kind of shocking and then I look at images and I'm sitting there going now wait a minute she's in a movie with
1: none other than I can't see who is that Elvis oh my gosh it's yeah kind of broken up oh it, yeah it's a little, hold on let me have a better shot
0: from this one hold on
1: she yeah, was in a movie that's, that's with like,
0: Elvis. Yeah, this is called Paradise Hawaiian Style or something like that. Wow, her, her and Elvis, right? Which is
1: Irene Sue. Did yeah, you and talk with her? Was I did,
0: talked? and she, you know what? She became my real estate agent. So when oh I bought God. my first house, she was my realtor. And she, so a couple of months ago, Irene Sue actually sent me her autobiography. It's called "A Watercolor Dream: The Many Lives of Irene Sue." So wow. she has her autobiography because like I said, she's done so many things. She's been in real estate. She's a Bikram yoga instructor. She's a, she still acts oh even to this day, God. you know, dated Sinatra and oh gosh, wow. I guess she was married to a Hungarian film director, Ivan Nagy. I mean, she has, a, I mean, her life is just so I had no stuff. idea. I had no clue at wow. all, no.
1: That was one thing I loved about Star Trek is we'd get some of these actors that had just done such amazing things and we'd just get to hear their stories and work with these people who had just really fascinating lives. So that's very cool. I had no idea.
0: Definitely. And since you know we're on the topic of guest stars, we might as well talk about um, Christopher Carroll who plays Captain Alban, the... Yes. Uh, Nassari captain, and he played a Cardassian in the third season of Deep Space Nine in the episode Second Skin. So a little bit of Star mm-hmm. Trek uh, on his resume before he did this one. And Kristana Loken, who plays Malia, she went on to play the female Terminator in the Terminator film wow. series. And then she she did many, many, many other you know guest starring and also television starring roles as well after this. And this wow. was one of her very first Early, early roles.
1: Well, a really fascinating cast. Yes. Um, yes.
0: Let's do our poetry. Right. We've, we've digressed so much about a uh, cast. Yes. We haven't even given our poetry synopsis.
1: Let's synopsize this. Mm-hmm. My haiku for Favorite Son, mm-hmm. Star Trek Voyager Season 3. Is Harry human? Seduced for reproduction. Must escape, ladies. <laughs> there you go. I just like the way you said it, ladies
0: must escape,
1: ladies.
0: (laughs) Love it, that's a a wonderful. That's my
1: haiku, yeah. That's brilliant.
0: Okay, it does capture it very well. Uh, Thank you for your haiku. All right, here we go. My Limerick for Favorite Son. Yes. Okay. An urge to return home takes over Harry. Teresia welcomes him, he's legendary. It's all one big ruse, his life he might lose, beamed out real quick so there's no need to marry. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it was close they had you surrounded they did they, they did. did but yeah. you got beamed out so we're going through a trinary star system mm-hmm. trinary means three three stars in the star system and chakotay wants to mark this you know for a map that we're building as we head back to the alpha quadrant yes and harry's like have we been here before he kind of he's like this have, have we passed through here tuvok says a line that i love thank you lisa clink <laughs> uh you know harry's like hey this seems familiar we've been here, here why don't i guys. say
0: well here i'll say it i'll i'll be harry and you'll be Tuvok. okay here yes. we go didn't we already pass a trinary system like this
1: perhaps it's a paradoxical state dependent associative phenomenon harry goes what captain janeway Jane goes deja vu in other words deja vu <laughs> yeah a paradoxical state dependent associative associated phenomenon that's a what? tongue twister oh my god it's so and he said it perfectly yes he did <laughs> a paradoxical state dependent associated phenomenon let me try my. Let me <clears throat> it's up. it's hard it yeah, is i know a... you, i'm
0: very impressed that you actually were able to regurgitate that let me see if i can even possibly do this <clears throat> tuvok perhaps you're experiencing a paradoxical state dependent associated phenomenon oh that's it Duvok. bam ah. nice
1: thank you thank you so deja vu um yeah. There's a ship approaching. Doesn't Mm. seem to be a threat. Nope. Tuvok says shields are down. No weapons are armed or anything. Mm -hmm. But Harry goes, that ship's going to (laughs) fire. What? What is wrong with you, dude? (laughs) Harry transfers the weapon systems to his station. And he fires at this ship who was not a threat at all.
0: No, no. And I must must add at this point that we are introduced to this Captain and he says, hello, I am Alban. Uh, I'm captain of the Narada. And I sat there and I said, why does that sound so familiar? I went online to look around and I found out that Narada is the same name as the futuristic Romulan ship in JJ Abrams 2009 reboot of the Star Trek film franchise. Oh wow. This is yes, yeah, so this ship that comes out and and they are the antagonists led by the Romulan Nero. They're the ones that start off this whole crazy, you know, story of the 2009 film franchise reboot Interesting. and Narada. it's the I same
1: name this name was uh, had been used before
0: i think it, it was in the subconscious of uh orsi and um kurtzman so kurtzman and orsi wrote that script right yeah. and they are star trek fans so it would be um it wouldn't be out of the you know realm of possibility that they were watching this voyager yeah. episode and it would it got embedded in their brain that yeah. name and yeah. they named that romulan ship Narada, the same name
1: Okay, so here we go. Harry's fired at these this friendly ship mm-hmm. and now we're going to red alert. Mm-hmm. And uh, we come back from the credits and we're in the middle of a battle. And I gotta say, Marvin Rush did a great job of these battle scenes. The sparks did. felt better, bigger than usual. He did. The the flashes, the sparks, the energy of that fight was just great. I love Chakotay uh, jumping over a railing to go. I am shocked.
0: I'm so shocked they let him do that. I'm like, really? They let him do that? Because as easy as it looks, it can be, that could be a nightmare well, or it could be up, a disaster. A it could from be... where
1: he was down below. He had yeah. to step on the console, I guess. Or the, or the
0: yeah, the back something. of the, I don't know. He stepped or on something and hopped over, right? And
1: then hopped over. And then they, they fired uh, a sparks, a big sparks and nitrogen. While happening. he was doing that. While yeah. he jumped. It was a yeah. cool moment. It was yeah. very energetic i thought yes I thought, uh marvin did a great job of all this and i remembered when i saw this n- liquid nitrogen the smoke the, the, these bursts of steam that come, mm-hmm. come out of the ceiling and stuff yeah i remembered how cold that could be sometimes too. oh yeah yeah they use cold. liquid nitrogen and they just pfft, they turn it on and blast it out for a second Liquid nitrogen is like, I don't know, minus 100. Minus something.
0: Degrees. Very cold. Yeah. And did you notice or did you make note that Harry Kim, within a span of three minutes, he's relieved of duty and then suspended <laughs> from duty as well. So I think that's probably a record in Starfleet to be yeah, relieved of duty and suspe- have a you suspension. did really good, dude. Yeah, it was pretty cool.
1: Well, she says, why? Yeah. And uh, and and then Harry says it was there was a Tetreon surge. That's right. And Tuvok is like, well, that could that that doesn't mean that they were going to fire were, on us. Fire right. on us, mm-hmm. yeah. And you've got a little head injury there too. You must have, yeah, taken, taken a hit because she says, she's uh, the very last line at that moment is she goes, "Go down to sickbay, have the doctor take a look at that cut." And she's <laughs> like, <she's laughs> she like, she like snaps at you. She she's like,
0: at me. She's she saying was... like.
1: You should go take care of yourself. She's saying yeah. a sweet thing, but she's pissed off. Yeah,
0: she's so mad. She's, yeah. I mean, the look that she gave me. Um, when I took over control and started f- firing on them, that first look that she gives me before yeah. Chico before I'm relieved of duty is the look of death. It literally is the look of death. Like, what the heck are you doing?
1: We yeah. go into sick bay. Oh, oh well, before you jump
0: into that, um, yeah. but, uh, you, there is while this is whole ha- this is happening, there is that quick jump to engineering where the plasma conduit explodes. That happens yes. before Harry leaves for sick bay. So, um is injured. Um, we, clearly, see her, yeah, right? we see her yeah
1: we see her take a hit mm-hmm. big sparks and liquid nitrogen and she drops down below frame yes when we uh when when Harry's relieved and and leaves the bridge we go down to sick bay and Bolana looks bad sure she is a mess plasma mm. burns all over her face and mm. her neck, hands and and she's unconscious and almost dies and, and Harry's uh, yeah, they find they finally bring her back, mm-hmm. and um, and then Kess goes over Kess and the doctor work on on B'Elanna, bring her back. She looks horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, Kess goes over to to Harry, and he feels really bad. He's so confused. He's mm-hmm. like, I feel so bad about this. And, yeah, and Kess uses this cool handheld tool on you to scan. So it's it's a something.
0: dermal regenerator.
1: Dermal regenerator. Mm-hmm. But she's using that thing and we didn't normally do vis effects kind of lasers, but they did. On yeah, that. they did on that one. Yeah. Usually it was just a light. It was a prop with a light or something. Right. Like that that right. was kind of cool. Well, the note I, uh, the
0: note I wrote down here was that Kess touches Harry's face so gently. Like when he, you know, when she's trying to, she kind of touches yeah. his chin and I kept thinking, huh, why didn't Kess and Harry hook up? Why, why wasn't that a couple? Cause she's no longer with,
1: Neelix you any had longer. plenty of hookups in this I've episode. <laughs> I think you should not get so greedy because you had lots of. Lots uh, okay, of okay. Up. There's a.
0: <laughs> My note is that there's that very gentle touch that she has. She's very good nice. bedside She's manner with and. Yeah, and Gentle with everybody, <laughs> and I'm done getting treated, and I walk out, and there we have the guard waiting for Steve. me. That's yep. Steve. <laughs> Steve yep. is waiting for me, and I just want to say, by the way, that Steve did a pretty good no- a job of nonverbal acting when he had to take yeah. me um, to sick bay. He had, when he had to escort me to sick bay, he gave me that because I gave him that look, like really. And then he gave me that look back, which was like, sorry. He gave me that look, which was great, because typically with background actors, they don't have that extra yeah, oomph, yeah, yeah. the extra zhuzh in their acting, right? <laughs> but he put it in there. So I want to compliment uh, Steve yeah, for getting right. the job done.
1: Um, we find Harry sleeping, resting, after he's had some dermal regeneration. And uh, he's in his, in his room. And then he starts to have a dream. And I just had to, I made a note that I thought Marvin did a great job of this dream with the camera floating and moving and the wide lenses I thought it was very it was very smart choices all around it that did. is
0: my note as well towards the end I said every dream sequence that Marvin shot looked great yep. um, my question to you was how do they change the effect of the voice in the dream sequence where it sounds more, I don't know, echoey or whatever they're doing. What is that? I mean, what are they doing? That would exactly? be in
1: the mix. That would be okay. after just in, in the in the mixing stage. So so not, in post production at some point. Yeah, right? all post production. They would add some reverb or some some something to that. Okay. Yeah. So this is in this dream, this is where your mom appears. Yeah. And at first uh uh she was talking and, and I looked at the it was over the back of your head. I thought it was you for a minute, and I'm like, God, he looks so young, and then it cut around and it was a kid. Yeah with what young looked like Harry. chicken pox to yeah. me. The
0: mendocan pox is yeah, it's Min- referred to like
1: or mendocin yeah. pox. Mm-hmm. And they're rare. And I guess you had had them. Harry had had them before. Yeah. And they were recurring. And that's very strange. Yes. Uh, we find that out in sickbay later. By the
0: way, that young kid that they cast to be me looks nothing like me as a
1: kid. <laughs> I know. I thought the same thing. It, it didn't bother me, though. Yeah. It was a dream. Like, uh, I did... All, and no. none of it bothered me. I no. thought it was very cool. It
0: bothered me. I'm so sorry to, if you are the kid that played me as young and you're listening to this. Oh, by the way, can I just please share you this? This story is very funny. Um, I was in LA probably three days ago and I ordered um, DoorDash or something like that. Right. And so as, I, as the delivery guy comes up and he hands me the food, I go, thank you so much. So I'm walking away and the guy goes, wait a minute, you Harry Kim on Voyager? And I was like, yeah, well, why? and I've got, I'm wearing a mask. He's wearing a mask. He goes, I came this close to being your stand-in.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was That's like,
0: funny. and I went, and I looked at him. I went, wait a minute. Is your name Mike? And he goes like, you remember my name after two and a half decades for the guy who almost, and I do remember Jerry Flex said, Garrett, can you come into the set? Can you come in the set? We've got a couple of guys or t- I thought it was three guys, but. Right. Mike and Mike said it was two and I want you to take a look and stand next to these guys we want to we want to see you know who we want to pick as your new stand-in and um, he didn't get it it was the other guy that got it you know oh. so but still after all this time uh, and how random is that the that's, one food delivery guy happens to be the guy that almost was my stand-in that was just absolutely nuts yeah all right back to the dream so I, I have been Doc and pox and then all of a sudden Harry wakes up from this nightmare. Oh, and the best part of that dream is my mother suspends me (laughs) at the end of the dream, right? Suspending
1: you from duty. And you go, Mom? Mom? Yeah. Mom?
0: Mom? Um, Which is exactly how I say mom to my mom. And then um, I wake up and I wake up and I go to this. I go to this bathroom area, right, where you see yeah. this. cool. I remember filming this, thinking this is the coolest sink, and I kept thinking I want to design a sink like this for my yeah, own was home. A, yeah, a cool, really cool.
1: The lights came on automatically. The Pull water it out; the out. water
0: comes out. <laughs> out. Super cool. Um, and that's yeah. when I see the big rash in the mirror, which really looks like a trill marking. You know what I'm saying? It is it's very, very much.
1: trill-like. Yeah. Yeah. So you go down to sick bay, mm-hmm. and that's where uh, you've got this rash, and the doctor tells you it's mandaquin pox. And it's rare, and that that uh, it's strange that it would be recurring. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also explains, well, you explain the dream, and he says, well, maybe the dream is coming from these mendocan pox that it's upsetting your system somehow. He goes, but that's unusual. Like usually dreams don't aren't connected. I've never seen it connected really to you know physical illness like that. But yeah, maybe.
0: and Harry's concerned that there might be psychological effects, so he's asking yeah. the doctor, um, is this possible? Uh, and the doctor says he didn't see anything, but he'll run a closer analysis. And that's when Torres wakes up. Torres wakes up.
1: She's regaining consciousness. Mm. And by the way, she wakes up. Last time we saw her, she looked like a, the walking dead. Like her face was <laughs> burned. Her hair's a mess. She's a disaster. And then she wakes up and she's kind of got this rested smile. Her <laughs> hair is perfect. She looks like. She just she, went through like a makeover works. Right. It was unbelievable. So
0: she went from zombie Torres to waking up in a bed and breakfast yes, <laughs> is essentially yes. what happens. Yes. She's and, very and sore. She's very sore.
1: She's skull. sore and tired. You guys talk. She says that you're cute. She kind of flirts with you. I know. Way. See, she says. She calls you like a speckled targ. Well, she sa- Well, first of all,
0: she says, she says, what happened to your face? Which is kind of a funny line, you know? And then she's like, well, it's kind of cute. Makes you look like a, te- a speckled targ. That's a yeah. flirtation, I think. Yes. And she gives me another nickname when she leaves, when I leave. See you later, Spot. Yes. Yes.
1: I got, I got later, Starfleet Spot.
0: and I got Spot. I got two S nicknames from Torres. Whereas yes. you have zero, sir. I
1: have zero. Tom Harris has zero no, nicknames. She was definitely flirting with you. In Thank this. you. I, yeah. Okay. All right. It could have been because I noticed as you were talking to her, your hair was very poofy.
0: Oh my gosh. It okay, was, you we've had been talking Big Hair. Can I just say extra we've been talking Yes, hair. we've been talking about the trilogy of terror. This is the trilogy of Big Hair episodes. Like every one of these three episodes, Harry's yeah. hair has been extra poofy. It and was very big. extra volume um volumous? voluminous, voluminous. Voluminous, voluminous hair. Yeah, it's a it's a cute scene. It's a really cute, cute scene. scene. Harry feels horrible.
1: He goes off to the captain's uh, office. He goes to the ready room. Mm. He walks in, and you basically confess. You take full responsibility. Yes. And it's like super formal. And you come in. Mm-hmm. It's like, Captain Sir, yeah. I. It's my fault. I mean, that's not your line, but it was. That was the attitude. It was like, Captain Sir, I take responsibility. <laughs> no, it's li- my fault. I, I like will your line. All the responsibility that there is, just me.
0: No, I like your lines like, better.
1: Captain Sir, it's my fault.
0: That's it. Just ending it there.
1: Yeah. It was like that. And then she goes, relax, Ensign. They actually were firing. They were charging their weapons. They were charging their weapons. Mm -hmm. And she's like, how did you know that? Like, we had to do all this analysis (laughs) to figure it out. And you just kind of knew it. Yeah. And I, again, noticed big hair, big hair, very (laughs) big hair. Big hair. And while you guys are talking, you're like, I don't know. I just did. And Tuvok comes in and goes, three ships, three of these Three more, this,
0: three more, three Nisari. more
1: Nasari, Yeah. Nasari ships mm. are approaching. Oh, no. brother. Out on the bridge we go. Yeah.
0: The issue though is we're just, we're not ready for anybody. We're only, uh, the repairs aren't completed. We only have warp three maximum. We have no photon torpedoes. We only have phasers. And that's when Harry walks down to Khan, and I fully expected to see
1: you, but I see Carrie sitting there. Carrie sitting station. there. Yeah, we can't outrun them because the ship's not back ready. And so we can't outrun them. But Harry goes, I know where we can go. Mm-hmm. And he goes down to this, he pulls up the star chart. Yeah. Tom, yep. Harry's there. I don't yeah. know what Tom's doing. Yeah. What are you doing? And he figures out a place to go. And he says, yeah. we'll be safe over by this planet. We'll yeah, be safe. Yeah, let's go
0: to this star system over here.
1: Yeah. yep." He's like, I'm sure of it. And because he was right before, now they're like, and and Tuvok even says, I don't think it would be wise for us to confront them. We probably yeah. should, instead of staying here and fighting, we should do what Harry's suggesting. So... Yeah. Uh, you're back at your station mm-hmm. and uh, we see that we are near this this planet yeah and Janeway says we're going to make her stand here and then Harry goes Teresia Teresia see now this is very important there's two pronunciations of this
0: um, there's Teresia, Teresi- Teresia Teresia and Teresia Teresa. there's some people that pronounce the s and pull it out longer and there's some people That's who right. don't So you're either Teresians or Teresians. So there's two different pronunciations. All right, I'm going to go with Teresia. Okay,
1: so Teresia, like Harry says that he knows it. It's on the future. It's from the dream, he says. And we did see that in his dream. We see that it's the same planet. Which, by the way, I love what Visifex did with his planet. It had a lot of dimension. It was very cool looking. Mm -hmm. And so we realized that there's another ship coming up from the planet. A Teresian ship. A Teresian ship. And it seems like it's going to fire at us. And they're 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 arming their weapons, and it fires right past us mm-hmm. and disables all three N- Nasari ships.
0: Yes, which was a little shocking. I thought, hmm, that's really easy to disable those other ships. Like, why yeah, couldn't we? Yeah, they're pretty dis- powerful, Why couldn't we these, disable those guys? The Turesian Tyres- ship is super powerful, evidently. Yeah. Which then will play into a comment that I will have later towards the end of the episode, which con- contradicts this power that they have. Displayed they seem to have here. a lot of power. They here. seem to here. Yes. Okay.
1: So it disables all three Nasari ships. This lady pops on board, mm-hmm. looking oh, very. Su-
0: we didn't very talk sweet. about her. Yes, Deborah May. Deborah May plays uh, Lyris, the Targaryen elder, uh, who pops on screen, and she looks so much like Lori Holden. Do you know Lori Holden, the actress? Um, no. She played uh, Andrea on the early seasons of *Walking Dead*. Um, so Deborah May looks like an older version of Lori Holden. That's the first. Oh, that's the note that I made
1: right here. Well, she pops up. Mm-hmm she uh looks around and then she goes there you are mm-hmm. basically she tells you you're teresian welcome home yeah yeah and we're like what dun, dun, what, dun, the what what all right so here we go getting into the creepy parts yep beam down to the planet
0: the teresian welcome hall all right the i'm Therese calling Therese it the welcome, welcome
1: hall. hall okay great and it's all <laughs> girls it's all it's lots all... of young girls <laughs> and patrick fabian <laughs> and patrick fabian yes
0: and, and another Theresian has returned And there's it's, it's a, it's a whole ceremony Practically, they're so happy Christana Loken comes up and kisses me Square on the lips so And they're all Malia.
1: touching, everybody's like touching Carrie's stroking my... They're all stroking <laughs> it, it's They a stroke bit... the whole yes. scene You're getting stroked by yes. these three ladies And Patrick Fabian's got a couple Stroking him and it's like It just, I gotta say And it's only gonna get worse So I just gotta be honest right now Okay all of this yeah. stroking, yeah. constant, like, sexualization sure. made me uncomfortable. Mm. It just, it was, it, I, I don't don't. I kind of want to talk to Marv about this stuff. You know? I don't know how much was directorial. I don't know how much was scripted. That's, I don't know how much I'm was actors. I'm just actor, curious. Yeah. But it was, like, immediately in this scene, I'm like, oh, this is creepy. But then it just, like, that's only the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And then it continues. So I, gotta, I, I just got to say up front for me i get the story that we're trying to tell but i wish it didn't involve so many scenes with that business going on because it was very distracting it was very yeah. off-putting because it felt like i was invading as an audience member okay a very private or personal kind of thing okay it, it, it took me away from story anyway well at least they of- had you know okay. at
0: least harry reacts to that the stroking by Eliane, right? So Eliane, I get the kiss from from uh, Malia and I'm like, whoa. And then I get stroked on the cheek by Eliane, which I then kind of push away. So there is that reaction, which would be a genuine reaction to anyone yeah, just invading your that, personal th- space, right? Yeah, I But that my that reaction- would,
1: I, mean, I wish there had been some of that in the story. There yeah,
0: was, and there could, wasn't enough reaction to her kissing me either in the very beginning. I should have been like, whoa, like that's a huge, like people just don't, well, I, I take that back. Um, there is one person who does that. The the actress who worked on Chuck. Um, Linda Hamilton. Yes, Linda Hamilton Linda is the only Hamilton. human being that I met her. She kissed me on the lips when she first met me. So yes, that is the only person that's like that. I love Linda. She's Teresa. Linda's Teresa.
1: But she doesn't stroke you. No, she doesn't stroke me. She, she just, just kisses Like you. the one kiss <laughs> the and one then kiss done. And that's she's it. very yeah. European that way. <laughs> so we find out in this scene that uh, your insti- your instincts, your DNA has been encoded with these Teresian genes and that you have well, have this desire, that's what's been when, going on.
0: Yes, but I also, they're telling me that Harry was conceived in Teresia, then put in, the embryo Inflanted. was put into stasis, the embryos put in stasis, stasis. and then tra- it travels with the messenger or whoever, the, tra- the, the, the courier, which is essentially the father supposedly, right? Um, yeah. Across the galaxy and then implanted in, unsuspecting wombs. And so my mother's womb was implanted with this Theresian embryo, um, which I then, I guess, because of their genetics, their genetics are so advanced that they're able to, to hide this so that I grow up looking human, but gradually as i get closer to the planet teresia the genes activate and they become the dominant genes and push aside the human the
1: doctor the doctor kind of says well this must be a like a recessive gene yeah Yeah. and it's just now sort of emerging Mm uh we see paris there
0: your Uh, first line your first line is when okay so kelly kirkland who plays renna hands me a, a drink and yeah. i to say to i naturally bring my hand up to her side of her cheek to say thank you right and yeah. that's when you go harry <laughs> and that's your, your first line almost halfway through line. the episode you got a line finally and it's one word it's my name okay
1: well okay so then uh, a f- few moments later the party is is continuing and we see paris go over to try to you know make small talk with one of these Theresian young girls and he is totally dismissed. Just
2: shut and down. And she walks
1: right over to shut down, walks right over to Harry. And Paris continues to watch from a, the deep background.
0: I was like, you were you were such a third wheel in all of this entire, this whole scene where we're down on the Terrasian yes, planet. You're awesome. the third wheel. you I loved like, it. Oh, it was so it. funny. So funny.
1: Um, everybody's um, transporting back. But Harry yeah. says, no, I think I want to stay. I want to stay. Yeah. This and you oh you find out though,
0: Robbie, you find out from Taman. You have a side conversation with Taman that because you ask him, Oh, is this the standard welcome home reception? And Taman's like, Well, for males, yes, because they're so rare. Um, the Teresian yeah. population is 90% female. So this is where we learn the actual stats, right. which may not even that may not even be true. You know, that
1: yeah, could, who knows? Yeah, who, who knows? knows? Well, so Harry, uh Harry wants to stay. So yep. we go back and uh we're in sickbay now, and the doctor does confirm that there are fragments of his DNA that have been mm-hmm. recessive that are now becoming dominant. That is true. Mm-hmm. We also talked to the Nassari. They consider Harry, if he is Theresian, they consider him the enemy. They basically say, uh, you know, we're we're not going to, f- we'll, we'll agree to this, you know, peace, this peace situation. We're not going to fight you anymore. Right. Uh, Janeway doesn't want to fight because the ship is still being repaired from the right. big battle in that opening scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but they consider Harry the enemy and he says if you try to take Harry out of here uh, get put him back on your ship then we'll, we'll consider you have an enemy on board and we will fire at all enemies. And Tuvok even says something like well maybe if Harry stays here you know that may not be a bad thing. Which I thought was... <laughs> wow wow (laughs) Tuvok
0: thanks Tuvok yeah Um, but he also kind of warms Janeway he says um we have no conflict with you and just you should just forget about your crewman because no one who comes home to Teresia ever leaves they just head back to so this is yeah. Literally this warning sort of like done, you know, this mysterious kind of dark side of the Teresians starts to come out from this story from Alban, the Nassari captain, but you did skip one welcome hall scene right before this. Oh yes, so I did, yeah. yes. This is a big scene and I want to talk about this now because this is probably the only time in seven years that I did not have my lines down.
1: Really? Oh
0: my God, I remember coming on to set and that was a long scene. I mean that was probably yeah. 6 or 7 pages of dialogue I think and I didn't have anything ready and I remember Marvin was so excited about the day and it was this was the first scene up that day and Marvin was so jazzed and ha- happy to be filming and I was I didn't have the heart to tell him I don't know any of these lines, like none of them, and I was learning them on the fly, and I wow. barely, barely got them out. So, um, so the, this, these are the scene. This is the scene where Taman and I are sitting there, and he's giving me his backstory about how he had the urge to explore, and he was, you know, yep. he went with the merchant marines, or whatever. And I tell him, well, I always had the urge to explore too, and
1: yeah, he talks about Teresian right,
0: traits of music so. and.
1: Yeah, tradition yeah, traits may come out like music, and you go, Well, that makes sense. I play that. Right. So it's all making sense.
0: Yes. And they Ke- try to
1: give you a mood enhancer. Well, that,
0: this is what I wrote down. She so Kelly Kirkland, so Rina and Kristana Loken, who plays, and I don't know why Kristana has an S at the, in her name on the credits. Christana S. Loken. You usually add a middle name or a middle initial when you have a very common name like Bob yeah. Smith, right? But when you're Christana Loken, oh, I don't I don't I have to ask her why she's doing that. I sent her a text by the way, Robbie. So oh, hopefully good. she'll respond to me on that one. But they enter. Those two enter with what looks like a doorstop. I was like, that's a doorstop. But evidently that's what they use to inject this mild mood enhancer with no side effects, according to Taman. I love that part. No side effects.
1: They're like, everyone wants you to be happy. Yeah, just just chill. Exactly." And you're like, no, I think I'll pass. Yeah. We also learned in the scene that you were a miracle child, that your parents tried a long time (laughs) to have a child. Right. And uh, you, your self-esteem or your confidence here mm-hmm. is not great because we see Harry says, you know, I, I don't see what's so special about me, kind mm-hmm. of, you know, self-deprecating. Yeah. I didn't yeah. deserve that kind of devotion. Right. Yeah. And, T- and Taman is saying, you know, imagine that you've been special your whole life. Like, how does that feel? Mm-hmm. You know, you're not average. You're very special. Look, you're you're Theresean that's what's been going on. You were a miracle. So yeah, big scene. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then um, who comes over to give you a massage?
0: Uh, that's Elian. Elian's the one, uh, Carrie Shane's character. She Carrie comes Shane. over. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: She says, let me relax your muscles for you. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting uncomfortable again.
0: There's a lot of just very... Um...
1: Your, your uniform is so restrictive. <laughs> The dialogue. Oh oh. There's
0: so much innuendo going on. It's, 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 it's so, actually,
1: it's, it's, so it's overkill. It's too much. It's too it, much. I, I just, <laughs> it was the stroking and the touching and the massages and the innuendo. It was like yeah. bananas on bananas. I yeah, don't know, yeah. Way, It was a I, lot. Okay, let's get beyond the stroking and touching.
0: After uh, we find out that no one comes home to Teresia and ever leaves. This is when Janeway is, you know, now really kind of worried. She's thinking, well, what what, what is all this all about? So she decides to go back to Teresia. She heads back to, Voyager heads back to Teresia. One
1: thing happens, yeah, one thing happens in this scene on the bridge. Yeah. First of all, I think Albin, that alien, he looks like he's in Cats the musical. I gotta say (laughs) that, that, that makeup. Something about it. It just looked like he was Mistopheles or one of those... (laughs) You know cats the musical characters and he yes. says no one no one who comes uh home to teresia ever leaves mm-hmm. he says that there's rumors about these people she says i'm not interested in rumors i just want the facts yeah and uh they hang up and then Chicote says i wonder if those rumors are true mm. now when someone just says there's rumors i mean he didn't say, Alban didn't say like, oh, there's rumors that they kill everybody or there's rumors that this, are. he just said there's rumors. And then Chakotay's like, I wonder if those rumors are true. Mm. I'm like, what? Mm. Don't you need to know what the rumors are before you want to wonder if they're true? Yeah. Anyway, it was yeah. a strange exchange to me. Okay.
0: Now we head back to Teresia, and we detect a high-density Polaron grid is now surrounding Teresia, so blo- which wasn't blocking, there before. They're
1: blocking yeah. Yeah. the surface. They're blocking yes. communication. Yep. They can't we hail can't them. transport. Mm-hmm. We can't do anything. Nothing. We jump
0: down to the Teresian welcome hall, where we see Taman's joining ceremony. It's a candlelit ceremony. The mantra that is chanted is Amal Ulat, let us be joined. And so now this is basically his marriage ceremony. Uh, and also from that earlier scene where where we see Taman and Harry chatting, we learn that he's taking not one, not two, but three wives. And this is his joining ceremony to his three wives. Um, Kim I comes thought this up. This was
1: very, very coolly. You know very creatively shot and staged yeah just the circle stuff going on i thought the gong when they they did the little gong mm-hmm. it was a little lame i wish the gong sound or something or the gong could have been cooler
0: more impressive yeah yeah it was okay. kind of like bing, yeah
1: bing, <laughs> bing, bing, bing. i don't know it was not much of a it's like a it- ceremony and then <laughs> Blink. it's like if right. there's
0: a cartoon gun and instead of making a bang it goes ding, like that yeah, it was like exactly. really just minimal yeah. right okay but the rest um, of it
1: was cool the sticks banging yeah and circling and the yes. face painting and the yes. tiny little ribbon over his blindfold which of <laughs> yeah. course it doesn't really blindfold him <laughs> it's, it was like a ribbon it was like a tiny skinny blindfold
0: yes so harry um after the ceremony is over he walks over to Elian and he asks her Hey, why did they tie him up like that? And she says it's tradition, you know. And then she so then she says, "Do you find it exciting?" And this is where it got uncomfortable for me, and I'm because it's very, it's, it's so much a new way like, I didn't And I'm, I'm like, what? Well, think of it that way. <laughs> a little bit of uh, tying people up there. Um, so yeah, a little bondage action. It was very, um, yeah. It was like, what? I can't
1: believe those lines are in there, but they were in there. Well, I think a lot of these lines, you know could be played a lot of different ways they and could I just think yeah i just think not not that i'm saying how they should have or could it would have been played but mm. but for everybody whether it was the Teresian women or for harry or for patrick fabian or whoever it just felt like bananas on bananas like yeah if the if the words are, are being innuendoy then probably marvin should have directed things a little less you know Sexualized, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like you know, just play, play against it, or play mm-hmm. it lighter or something. Because I think, yeah. I think the story could have would have still worked. And some of those kind of cringe moments of like, oh, this is uncomfortable, why are we going there? Like it's mm-hmm. Star Trek. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not like you know, you know, Red Shoe Diaries After Dark or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> like, what are we watching?
0: Um, oh, I love it. Um, Anyway,
1: Kim tries to, Harry tries to reach Voyager, but doesn't get anything. No response. Yeah. But Lyra Mm
0: -hmm. says, hey, you're welcome to stay the night. So he does. He does Mm -hmm. stay the the night. Now we're in the Voyager corridor. Chakotay and Janeway are discussing how to bypass the Teresian defenses. Like, what are we going to do? And then we jumped to sick bay, which is kind of weird. Why were they walking to sick bay in the first place? That was kind of weird because they just walked right in there. And the doctor is like, Oh, hey, I was about to tell you get a hold of you. Um, the Teresian genetic fragments were implanted basically by a retrovirus. Yep. Harry isn't Teresian.
1: Yeah, he's not Teresian, and no. this is a retrovirus. Nope. Um, and, and the doctor in the scene, uh is very Ricardo, proud of himself. Very proud, exactly oh what God. I wrote down. Yeah, he's like I figured it out. Yeah, yeah. I know what it is. <laughs> James. I've done it. I, yes, I've looked in the transporter logs, and, <laughs> and uh, he was very happy, very excited. Oh yeah, he looked God. in the transporter logs mm. and uh, found that that yeah that he might have been infected on this away mission. Chacarte yeah, there were members, mm-hmm. Harry had sort of wandered off by himself. That's right. That's right. And so they figured this out. They figured out the scam. So our heroes know what's happening to Harry, but Harry doesn't know what's happening. Right no. Now.
0: No. Okay, so we jump back down to now Theresian guest quarters. Yes. And Elian is basically putting Harry to bed. Yes. Um, she says Akari Asan, which means pleasant dreams. And then she brings over this essence of Rika flowers. Well, and she has puts this she, stuff she, on Harry.
1: She, right. she says pleasant dreams. And then Harry's like, aren't you going to tuck me in? Oh, right,
0: right, right yeah yes. you did i did we, say that skip over that i did skip over that that's Sorry. what i'm
1: saying okay like, <laughs> harry is like fishing here like, <laughs> it's, it's like really like they've been caressing you and kissing you and now mm-hmm. like really tuck me in okay and she <laughs> she brings this oil over <laughs> close your eyes there's lots of kissing way too much kissing two ladies i got very uncomfortable choose me no choose me um <laughs> and choose one more, there's gotta be three. And then Harry's- well, the, uh, well, there, there Wait, there yeah, there's a dream, you did yeah, there's a dream sequence. <clears throat> yes, and, it all um, felt like a dream to me. I didn't even know where the dream stopped and the, and the creepiness began.
0: Now, when we're in the guest quarters and the dream sequence happens, I've always talked to people or relayed this story I've at conventions, I've talked about how in my dream sequence, I kiss the brunette and then I kiss the blonde and then I kiss the African-American girl. And no, I remembered it incorrectly. I only kiss Rinna and Eliane. So I'm kissing the brunette, Carrie Shane and Kelly Kirkland, the African-American actress. That's it. That's yeah. the only, there's no, the only kissing of, of, El, of um, Malia happens in the very beginning, when I arrive on the planet and sh- the welcome party, she kisses me on the lips um, that we talked about earlier, and that's it. And I say that in one scene, that is probably the most kissing any Asian actor has had in Hollywood of
1: a- a- Asian a lot male of actor. kissing. Yeah, it's, but as I as I've said maybe I, before. It's too much kissing. Yes,
0: much. but it's... Robbie, I, at that point in time in 1997, I could count on one hand how many times Hollywood has allowed an Asian male to kiss anybody.
1: Yeah, that's true. I think, look, having you as an as an Asian American actor in a, a story mm-hmm. about uh, women desiring you, or mm-hmm. you know, this female planet desiring you as a as a as a human, just a mm-hmm. human, whether yeah. you're Asian or. I, I think having a story about that is great. And for all the reasons you said, I think it's breaking down stereotypes and yeah. having yeah. having your character have a love story of, of sorts and how ha- you know and and have this attraction. Sure. It's not about to me, it's not the fact that you're Asian or whatever race you may be. It's just that the story, it's as a human thing, it's like having two or three women kissing or caressing. It just starts to feel, if it's, if it's protracted, it's too much. It's like, mm-hmm. I get this. I get what you're doing. And it's just, now it feels um, exploitive in some mm-hmm. way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether it's a, a white person, an Asian person, a black person, uh, indigenous person, whatever person, to me, my issue isn't about that at all. Yeah. There's actually great value in the fact that it's about Harry, I think. So mm-hmm. that's wonderful. You're right. And I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. But the, the, the part that I struggle with as I watched this episode was, it's just, it's too cringeworthy that, that these moments go on and on sort of exploitively, like mm-hmm. the caressing and the kissing. I
0: remembered this scene incorrectly. I thought all three ladies were in it and it was just two.
1: But that's the thing. It's like literally, literally saying like, oh, I thought I was kissing three women and not two. <laughs> it's like, dude.
0: Okay, okay, fine. It's uncomfortable. I, I, I hear it's you. Like- I hear you. And, and But my, my point is that Yes, it's overkill, but the the um the desert that has been yeah. Asian actors that, with any that. females, it's been a desert in Hollywood. So having this overkill was fine in my books because Asian guys need that image to be to show yeah. people that they
1: can be masters. From that as well, perspective, I be, hear you. Yeah, I hear you. I just don't know if overkill is the solution to, to that problem. Right. I, I hear that. That's you. what I would say is I like does overkill really help the cause is that like putting an admirable you know like normalizing spin on it or is it just another hurdle for people to go away i I don't know it's to me that that was my biggest issue in this was the physicality and the over sexualizing Mm -hmm. because i get that there's a planet where they need to bring in men to reproduce Mm -hmm. but does it need to be a planet that it feels like an orgy and you know that's just there to satisfy male needs like mm-hmm. that that doesn't it, i don't think that was necessary
0: i hear your point point. and now the interesting note here i'm going to share with everybody is that the entire seven days of filming this episode it was just the guest star gals and myself pretty much but on the day that we had the kissing because all, all the kissing scenes were scheduled for the same day all three boyfriends of these three actresses showed up. They all showed up on set. They all showed up on set and they were all there watching while we were filming the kissing scenes. And I thought, this is hilarious.
1: This is the only day that they show up. Well, that's what I mean. The reason they showed up is because they probably heard from their girlfriends or partners that this was a, you know, extremely sexualized, you know, group kissing scene or whatever. I remember once directing an episode of, of Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. And there was a scene where one of the characters goes to this sort of wild party where everybody takes MDMA and they start mm. sort of, there's a lot of- um, Stroking. Yeah, everybody starts kissing everybody. And yeah. and uh, we had hired some people who had agreed to, to, as background people to do like, to have a, a woman kind of kissing one man and then turning to another and kissing. And when we got there, she was just like, I don't want to kiss two people. Like, I don't, I don't mm. feel comfortable. I I know I said I did. Yeah. So I changed it. I was like, you know what? We can tell this story without you having to do that. And so I had her, she she agreed to kiss one of them and then sort of just embrace the other one. And you yeah. Know, so we told the story of, oh, there was these people who were using drugs and and becoming very loose sexually. <laughs> That yeah. was the story we needed to tell, but I wanted the actors to feel comfortable and I didn't feel like I needed to exploit these background actors in any mm-hmm. way. I guess I just feel like this one t- needed much more delicate kind of touch in all areas because it was, you know, that's why the boyfriend showed up. <laughs> like, why do you think they showed up, dude? Because <laughs> they're not comfortable because everybody's kind of like, knows uh, like a thing on, but whatever. Yeah okay i get it i get it okay all right so anyway so there's this kissing yeah you know this is the big moment where yes you've got to kiss the two women and they Mm -hmm. say you need Pick a third and please choose me.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, no way. I wake up, though. I'm kissing them in the dream and I wake up and they're next to me, which is very yes. odd. This is when Harry yes. first realizes there's something afoot. There's something very, very strange here. Why are they in my bed like this? They're trying to convince him to stay. They need to, you need to select me as a wife. And no, select both of us as a wife. Then you only need to find one more wife. Yeah. And then, you know, as I'm going, trying and to get like, out of no, there. I'm not into yeah, I'm not this. They're getting angry. They do get angry. Yeah. And as they say I say, you
1: have a responsibility to Teresia. Like yes. they're, now they're kind of scolding you a bit. Yes, so yes.
0: Clearly. The only okay. thing that's unclear is when, when Rinna, Kelly Kirkland's character comes up and gives me that, that kiss and I'm not really responsive to it, you know? Yeah. And then I sort of like get into it. There needs to be, I don't know how you're supposed to show it because there is that one moment where Harry basically realizes I'm getting away, I'm getting away. And then he, th- he feels, oh my gosh, I need to do something to- Distract them, you know, and so let me play along with their game. So there's nothing, right? But there's no image, there's no shot of me showing the recognition. I guess it's just it's implied. So everyone knows that I'm playing along now.
1: I don't think people are supposed to know. I think I to me in the story, it's supposed to feel like, oh God, no, Harry's gonna. He's gonna okay, okay. Gonna so they're not to this, supposed to. Know, okay. So he seems to so, agree, but then as soon as you start tying, tying her them up, up, yeah, we know that that's not normal, Harry. Right. And we, and we, you know, as an audience, I think we realize, oh, this is part of his plan. He's pretending yeah. to be into this. It's like, come on, you mm-hmm. know. Yes. Didn't you? Didn't you? You know, want to do this before? Like, yeah. Let me tie you up. Yeah. And then. And this
0: this scene though, remember we talked about this earlier. I said there's one scene that I felt very awkward about. It's this scene here. Because the blocking, the blocking in this was just really—it was complicated. It wasn't, you know. I don't feel that it was very organic. And then, and then when I had to tie them up, it was like, wait a minute, you don't have any. What? Where's the rope? They're like, oh no, you're just going to use these little these little ribbons that they have. Strip. But the thing is. I I tore that one strip apart so easily. And then I'm going to tie her up with that same strip that I just pulled apart. Like it was tissue paper. How is that going to work? So there's a little, some holes in the script here. Like there wasn't really any real rope around per se, you know what I'm saying? For me to use. So that's why the blocking felt weird. The the props using the the, the ribbon, that that gauze or whatever that was, was very awkward to me. So I just you know my main recollection of this episode is that that yes I kissed a bunch of women but more importantly this scene really rubbed me the wrong way in terms of it just didn't flow it didn't flow that well it looked okay but I tell you what
1: there was a few things that didn't like like you know once the girls start going you know what are you up to yeah and Rina goes to untie oh she
0: goes this is your this is a what does she say this is a uh, you, you're tricking us or something like you're that Tricking you know? us, or something yeah. like
1: that. And then she goes to untie her and, and knock and her out, come up and you grab, yeah, you grab a statue or something and you knock her out. And then you're like, sorry about that.
0: Yeah. The face I make, I'm like, Ew. yeah.
1: Yeah. I just felt like it was, why doesn't uh, the other girl scream? Like, yeah. I felt like there were a bunch of things like the, the gauze and it yeah. didn't feel authentic to me. Right. It didn't feel like the stakes were as, Authentic or real as right. they would be.
0: Well, yeah. Elian doesn't scream because I take some gauze and I wrap it around her mouth, which is supposedly going to stop her from screaming. Yeah, but she yeah. could. Yeah. yeah, like she yes. could make
1: even even There's, even that. Would we have didn't been... explain why no one hears it. Mm-hmm. It would be an authentic thing yes. you would do. Yes, I, I wish that was there because as soon as as soon as it starts feeling, you know, not authentic, then the. Then, I'm, then I then I, I kind of get lost a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, you knock out uh, Rena. You you uh, take off. You're sneaking down the hall and you go to uh, Taman's room. And he is now a mummy. He is like he is
0: a desiccated corpse. Is what he's a
1: corpse. <laughs> he Taman looks is. like he's uh, yeah. He looks like a mummy. I don't know how to <laughs> describe it. Like all of the life I, out of him. You
0: uh, know what he looked like? It looked like Keith Richards. From the Rolling Stones. Yes, is what it kind does, of look like,
1: like. Keith. Richards. I'm sorry. That's sorry, Keith Richards, if you're listening to this, but but Taman's wife comes in, who we mm-hmm. just went Malia. Wife, mm-hmm. Malia, comes in. And says things to you like, well, any father should be willing to sacrifice themselves for their children. Right,
0: because my question is what happened to him? And she's like, well, Teresians must nucleate a large number of cells to collect enough genetic material for conception. So it's not just sperm cells. It's like cells from the entire body. body. That's why he
1: looked like a mummy. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and and that's when she says any father should be willing to sacrifice himself for the sake of his children, for the continuation of his race. Two more uh, Teresians enter Harry basically hides and then throws Malia into them and runs out. Okay. Yep. We jump to the bridge. Jamie and Chakotay discuss breaking through the grid and beaming Harry aboard. They do clear the grid, but they cannot locate Harry. There's still some type of dampening field around the, ter- the welcome hall or something. Yep. Um, that's when we jump to the Teresian welcome hall. Um, they're surrounding me. I do a find one way out, but that is where Patty Tallman comes in and
1: knocks me on my bum with her stick. Basically now the women are surrounding you. You've got a, a bit of a fight sequence. You have got yeah. a floor floor fight with one yeah. of them. Was that was that Patty Tallman? That no, was Patty floor? Tallman, yeah. I'm yeah. wrestling with the f- floor. Yeah. Floor fight with Patty Tallman. Mm-hmm. Then two of them grab you, some more come in. You like up chuck those guys and his, yeah. smack them in the face, knock two ladies yeah. out.
0: I am not happy that I'm beating people,
1: women down.
0: I I'm, I'm not happy about that. But that's what I do to get out of there, you know?
1: You have to. They're have they're to. surrounding you and they're, they're gonna, gonna kill me. They're gonna kill you. Yeah, you you know that you're gonna be the next mummy. Yeah, and just there's a cool shot overhead, just as they're kind of stepping in and starting to close in on you, you start to beam out of that shot, and yeah, um, that, you was are a, yeah. that was back. Yeah, it's a
0: weird shot though, because I remember talking to to Marv about that. I was like, okay, so you're gonna be shooting this beam out sequence from above. He's like, yeah, it's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be really cool. I'm like, okay, well then. Do you want me to look up, I guess? And he's like, let's try that. So that's, because if you see what during the beam out, I'm like, throw them off. And then I you see the shot from above, the women surrounding me. Yeah. And then I look up like that, like right up, like I'm looking up at Voyager or something. It was a little awkward. I mean, I guess it still plays. Oh, I thought it you're not thinking great. about it. Yeah, but I thought
1: it played great. But, but I, I just I remember the, dis-
0: the discussion on set. I was a little...
1: Well, why are you looking up? Yeah,
0: I said, why why am I doing this? Like, I'm trying to find, actors always trying to find their motivation. Like, why are we motivated to do this? You know, please explain this to me. And I felt like I was just getting an explanation that didn't really suffice in my book. I felt like, "Mm, I don't buy that, but I did it. I still did it. I'm a team player, you know?
1: Well, I thought it was a cool shot, but yeah, there's no reason for you to look up, except for the shot, but it didn't didn't bump me. It didn't bother
0: you though, right? It didn't didn't pull you out. Okay, No. all right. Um, we're back on the bridge and, uh, the Tarisian
1: ship is firing
0: the, Tur- no, not yet. The Tarisian patrol ship is firing on Voyager oh, and they're yeah, giving us right. chase. Right. And then we detect three Nassari vessels that are heading for us as well. So we're like, oh my gosh, we're going to have to fight on two fronts, but they attack the Tarisian ship. Instead and leave us alone. Mm-hmm. But why on earth is the Theresian ship that was so powerful before now so weak? Like for some reason, <laughs> they can't do anything and now they're kind of losing yeah. to the three uh, Nasari yeah. ship, right? Um, we flashed the mess hall and um, Harry is ta- telling this story to Neelix about the, the Iliad, o- the Odyssey, right? About yeah. Odysseus being lured by the Siren yeah.
1: Songs mm-hmm. story. Yep.
0: And yep. Neelix is into that and, and Harry basically talks about how there was something exciting about having a new identity, being more than young Ensign Kim. And Neelich says, I, for one, am glad to have young Ensign Kim back with us. And he squeezes my cheek. He squeezes hairy cheeks and makes a small sound. And he goes, something like that. And I actually (laughs) called Johnny up and I, and I called him up. I said, Johnny, did you put that, did you add that in Post like in ADR and looping and he's like he's like oh no no I, that would have been on set for sure I, I definitely didn't add anything in looping so I got that and uh, Johnny says hi to you by the way
1: so, oh nice yes yeah so, I,
0: yes. Li-
1: I always like those little like talaxian noises sounds, talaxiisms
0: he really adds a lot of cool things in there and I love yes, that little boop little sound in there which was cute right yeah um, so then I, I he leaves and I have a conversation with you. And I basically say that, I say, Harry says, boy, I wish I, wish I could be more bold and confident with women like, like you. And, and then Tom. <clears> like, <throat> you want to be like me? Well, Tom, you might, well. You might
1: have to spend some time in uh, <laughs> Penal Colony.
0: Penal <laughs> Colony. And then, but before he says that, he bites his lower lip. And he says, Aww. since I've been on Voyager, I've been trying to be more like you. And now there's a moment where li- for a split second. Uh, if you're watching, as an audience member, you might be thinking there's going to be a kiss between Harry and Tom. <laughs> and because- That's because everybody's been kissing yeah, you I the get whole
1: episode. That. I get that. It's but not can- for any other reason. But it's but just you this bite your lip.
0: And- when people, when women, when everyone bites their lip, it's sort of mm-hmm. a, it's, it's a sensual thing. So you mm-hmm. bit your lip before you say, since I've been on Voyager, I've been trying to be more like
1: you. And mm-hmm. you kind of look at me with very, was, I don't know. I Maybe I was just thinking like, oh, that's nice that you said that, and you know, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know.
0: I don't know man. It looks like you give me goo goo eyes, and then it looks, and then it cuts really? to me, and it looks like I give it's you goo goo eyes. I'm,
1: it's like I'm super charming.
0: I guess, but it looks it. like I give you goo goo eyes right back. So it looks like I'm reciprocating your goo goo eyes, and and then right before. Before, because uh, the last thing you say is, since I've been a Voyager, I've been trying to be more like you. There's that really awkward moment of possible kiss between Tom and Harry. And then Harry breaks it up by saying, nah, you're not going to be more like me, kind of a thing. And We walk out and you say, you're my role model. You're reliable, hardworking, extremely punctual. Did I did, mention polite? Did I mention polite? Yeah, right, but the punctual part, I thought, okay, that's that's a stab. Yes,
1: that was a little. jab. That's a little bit of a writer. jab from
0: the writers who get a little extremely punctual. Yeah. Yes, yes, in dealing with some of my tardiness, that was yes. a little bit of a jab, um, which is what I wrote down. So, um, right. so you did not see a potential kiss between Tom no, and Harry? I did not. Okay. All right. I did not care. It, no. it just looked like that. But you're right. This entire right. episode was about everybody kissing, kissing, and kissing. I think it was just and a theme, it was on just your mind. A theme speaking in my of head.
1: Themes, speaking of themes, I'll give you my theme. Go, yeah. Go with your theme. My theme, my takeaway, my lesson from this episode was pleasure can seduce you from seeing the truth. Mm-hmm. Too much pleasure can mm-hmm. distract you from seeing the truth. That was what I took away from this. Okay. There was too a lot of distracting time. pleasure. Hmm. Yeah. All right. What'd you have? Any theme? Yeah. I mean,
0: my theme is, it's not an overall theme. It's not an overall lesson. It's a lesson that came from Kess of all people, who we've talked about being very wise for her young age. Yeah. Kess in the early sickbay scene, when Harry goes down to get his cut fixed, yeah. um, she basically says to him, Harry, you can't undo what's been done. So that is uh, the lesson that I got from this episode, which is so true because people, sometimes they worry so much about something that just happened. And you know, the truth of the matter is what's done is done. It's happened, must, you must move on. So really the lesson that I got from this episode is that conversation from Cass is that you need to accept what happened and move forward and don't dwell right. on the past, right? Stay present, stay present. Don't think about what just happened. Stay, think about yeah. what's happening now. So that's, that's my lesson. always from good this to
1: one. stay present. Well, there you go. There's our, uh, our recap and rewatch of Favorite Sun. Scale of one to ten, what would you give this? You answer first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give this a below average. I'm gonna say the trilogy of terror is not far off for me. I'm I'm gonna give this a four. Whoa, I'm that's like your lowest
0: rating of any episode. I'd even give threshold a four. So I'm hurt. Really?
1: <laughs> it's not, I'm telling you, it's not you. It is not you. It's a it's a weird amalgamation of script, performance, yeah. direction, dialogue, mm-hmm. just editing, I, I, like, okay. all of it, everything just keeps adding on okay. to the problem rather this than. Is- like That's, blowing through, you know, making making the things that would distant that distanced me. Yes. Uh, were only made worse by everyone, you know, by the whole group effort. Whereas okay. I, I think if any one part of that had changed, it would have been better. Anyway.
0: I'm not gonna give it a rating. I'm just gonna say that this is my least favorite Harry Centric episode. Oh wow. Okay. I'm okay. just gonna say that much. I will say that pre-pandemic. This is the episode that Dr. Muhammad Noor would show at Duke University um, during his wow. spring break course. He would teach a spring break course which lasted for basically a week for spring break. And he invited me down two years in a row, where he showed this episode to his class and had me waiting in his office. And after the episode was over, he brought me into the into class and say, and here we have the actor who was in this episode wow. to talk about his experiences on Star Trek. And so he being a biology professor, he talks about the genetics that it, that are talked about in this episode. So he uses this episode as a learning tool.
1: That's very cool. Well, it's like threshold, you know, my famous uh, well-hated episode yeah. um, is used at the, no,
0: no, that wasn't it. First duty was used First to teach <laughs> Oh,
1: I knew I, there was something I was a part of yeah. that got used at the, school. At the Air Force duty, Academy
0: at the Air Force Academy. Yes. That's, yes. So this, cool. you know, so this episode, um, Dr. Noor uses in, in his class, which that's I thought was pretty cool. cool. Yeah. So a couple of years in a row, I went out there and, and was the surprise guest there. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, um, that's our review of Favorite Son. The Trilogy of Terror is now over. Everyone can sigh. <sighs> I have a breathe a sigh of relief right now.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <sighs> Join us next week when Robbie and I review before and after. And for all of our Patreon patrons, stay tuned for your bonus material. See ya.